59 and feeling fine. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I'm Naomi. I'm Liz. And we're the Run Galley Girls. And we are here unprepared for episode 59 <laughs> of our podcast. Um, and both still a little congested yeah. from head colds. And, and after a two-week hiatus, which was yeah. kind of nice. Um, it was only one week of recording. Right. But we took two weeks off because yeah. I just published episode <laughs> the last episode. So it's going to be two episodes published this week, which is fine. We have Penny kind of co-hosting with us, sitting up right <laughs> in between us. As usual. Nosing me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we got some fun feedback that people like when we use ChatGPT. Right. So you're in for a treat today because we are not using ChatGPT today. Right, row. <laughs> Although we do have a couple of episodes lined up where we will, so we'll kind of go back and forth on that format. Yeah, um, I think it's our natural, you know, format is our conversational mm-hmm. freeform format, and so... I'm happy people like the ones with an outline, but like that's not always gonna be our style. That's something we're trying yeah. to do, but it's also not like our natural style. Yeah, so, so we're gonna like go back and forth yeah. and do a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so today we're just gonna have some run chatter. We're gonna talk about what we are up to and kind of probably I was thinking that we would talk about like starting a training plan because yeah. you are starting your training plan for the 10 mile, 10 yes. miler. And people have reached out to us. Asking if we would do uh, plans for them. So I'm going to go ahead and put that up on the site. And actually, we can talk about what we think. Like, So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a couple of different price tiers. I'm thinking one where you get the plan. And you can leave notes in the training plan. But you don't really get adjustment. And you don't really get a check-in session. Something really, really reasonable price-wise. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one where you got, like, a midway check-in, right? And you get to check-in and, like, you get, like, support that way. And then maybe one where you got, like, four check-ins over the plan. Yeah. I don't want to go back to coaching weekly because it's just not I just don't right have enough time. Yeah. But I was actually thinking during maternity leave I might have enough Yeah, time. maybe after the first, like, four weeks or something. Oh, no, I was thinking when I'm home with a baby and I don't know what else to do, what else to do. Yeah, but the first four weeks or something. First four <laughs> to six weeks, you do have plenty to do. You're not feeling bored at all. Um, all these people who keep telling me they're going to come over and help me. Oh, good. And I think that that means they're going to clean my house for me. Well, good, good. <laughs> I don't know. No. Um, Babies so, just are so much work. <laughs> so we'll, we'll put up pricing for that on the site. Because I have, you know, Vitado 2 that I paid like right. two or three hundred dollars a year for, so I was like, I should use this. Yeah. So, so we'll have the yeah basic level, and then like maybe then the like, extra your avocado level or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Gua- like guac is always extra. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's I great. Like that, I like so. the idea of like yeah, just and not making it overly too much yeah. for you, but like yeah, you're such but a like good coach giving, though. So like giving it's, some, you know, yeah, it should be you people know, should have access to. It's funny though. I feel like the one complaint with me as a coach is that people are like, why, why is the plan so easy? Why aren't you giving more me more workouts? Why isn't it harder? Like, why are you okay when I miss a workout? Why are you okay when I miss paces? And I'm like, because you're not a professional runner. And are you having fun? Like, right. Part of, and, and, and you do have to trust in the process. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, it's not having workouts every day, and then every people run. Get, people get, um, like, a little up uppity on like the super slow long runs and I was like dude that's the Galloway method and let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you I'm I will always believe back and forth up and down day after day yes. that you can run 
if you're running intervals quickly, you can extend those intervals on race day even if you haven't practiced them. Yeah. Like we were talking yesterday about what interval will you use for the 10 miler? And like you're not going to need to do a lot of like 90-30 right. training Practice. No. to go run a 10 miler at 90-30 successfully. You can do 30-30 training. And I have like the proof of that. I used to do all my training at 1-1 one and one, and I used to do my racing at 4-1 and one or 2-1. and one. Or I would do all my training at 30-30 or 60-30, and I would go race at 2 or 3 or 4 and 30. So, like, you can extend that. In a race situation, you can run more. Yeah, and the over-distance yeah. and the intervals make make the, make the it possible and make it, you know. Because your run speed exactly. your is run speed faster. Doesn't, your exactly. run speed improves. And you do end up just naturally, a three-mile run ends up being faster even using the same intervals as a 10 mile run using this right using the same intervals so you do get speed work in there without having structured speed work yeah if you're just doing it to finish Galloway play yeah and then you know Galloway because of the run walk it allows you f- to have recovery so the over distance works and that's where again yeah. over distance probably doesn't work in the more traditional plan I see lots of people doing their marathon training with a max of 18 miles right now I see people talking about it yeah but, but then those same people really talk about how hard and yeah. even if it's just mentally hard even if they are ready physically they talk about how mentally hard the last couple miles yeah. of a race are or they have big blow-ups on hot days right and i'm sorry like that they're not prepared because they didn't have the practice of the like endurance the part of it yeah and the suffering yeah. because you ran that 26 mile mile that 29 mile yeah those last six they're not easy no even though you're going as at an easy pace and your body feels good there's still, like, it is mentally such a challenge. And, like, yeah. you feel amazing at the end of those. Months. And if you're doing, um like, towards a fall race, you end up in the hottest part of the day by my, by hour mm-hmm. five, hour six, versus, like, getting your miles out of the way before it gets too warm. I feel like you I mean, end up with some heat practice, too. Maybe that's something to, like, really look at. Like, I know you traditionally say that you like really fade in the heat Mm -hmm. and like you're just not good but maybe we should look at equivalent type equivalent runners on the same day what their fades look like yeah that would be interesting because I think you have gotten a lot more heat resilience yeah and I think that your like fade is also like sure you have a big fade but I think it's more you're mentally mad at yourself. And giving like, up. And mentally, right. I let go and give up. But, and, but yeah. even that, I, I don't think your give up and let go is actually as slow as you think it is. Do you know what I mean? But it has been like where that's the reason why I slowed down too. More right. more the, was more just, it doesn't matter now because I'm so off my goal or something anyway. Yeah. And so like I let myself yeah, yeah. do then. And like versus, but yeah. No, I mean like Mountain Speech was a warm race this year and we didn't have that problem and well because we're together but (laughs) but you know we didn't have that that give in give up because we also sustained a much more comfortable like the shorter intervals the 30 30s oh the the short intervals are so great 40 20s 40 20 is a great interval yeah that's really what we used a lot at mountains to be true 
Um, I do kind of wish we had done some 2020s at the end instead of 30, 30s. 30s. But mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it's the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's the end of a marathon, and it was so much fun. <laughs> I can't, I, like, have to, like, remind myself that my my fast running is still ahead of me because I'm definitely experiencing a massive pregnancy slowdown at this point. Like, I had, so you, were, you were saying right before we started recording, a uh, neighbor of hers is having, neighbor of Naomi's is having knee pain and can't run like longer than a mile and a half. Well, it's funny. I was having behind my patella pain yesterday after Aww. our run and I did, a, I did, you know, four and a half miles with the walk and I think you were closer to five and a half, which is amazing. I was just under five. Oh, with the walk? With the was, walk. Yeah, over with five the walk. And I was like, oh, like, my body is just, like, everything's feeling looser. Everything's, like, feeling also tighter. I have to take yeah. smaller steps because, yeah, like. Yeah, because your like, range of motion changes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everything changes. And my balance is changing. When you're pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So my walk speed is slowing down. <laughs> like you said yesterday, it's, like, becoming a waddle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, it is really humbling. Yeah. Um, you know, to go through, especially when you're super fit. When you're a fit person before pregnancy, it yeah. is, like, a very, like, strange experience and I've seen a lot of people have you know body dysmorphia issues all that stuff because your body changes so quickly um but it's so exciting and so I I know like the the weirdest thing is like for a while I was like what if my body never goes back and now (laughs) I'm seeing like all these pregnant these women who just had their babies at my center you know, one in December, one in January, and they're coming and drop, dropping off their other child, and they're, like, back to normal. And I was like, okay, we'll go back. <laughs> Granted, like, they're wearing clothes. It's winter. Like, I'm sure they didn't snap back to perfect, you know, within a month. But I'm like, that's right. The baby is what's taking up all this space in my belly. Like, my belly is going to it's go back. It's not your belly. Right. Well, and also, like... I, you know, if, um, like I had to come to terms with, I, it never goes back and that's okay because this belly has housed two people that are right. like humans in my house. Right. Well, I meant, I meant more like it will I go know. back to like where I will yeah. feel like I'm going to fall forward or Oh yeah, like, totally. Like yeah. the balance piece will go back. I'll right. get my range of motion back. I'll right. get my strength back. I'll get my ability right. to, um, I'll handle high heart rate back. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Like, It'll I, all come back. Yeah. I can't push into my threshold zone. Like, yeah. I feel physically sick. Yeah, and that'll all be very short after because of, of the difference of, like, blood volume and stuff like yeah. that right now. I feel like that'll that'll change quickly, so. Yeah. Um, but. So, it's, so it's crazy. Yeah, but my neighbor, we should we should ask that question because it's now the second person in just a few days because Sevilla was the other person saying yeah. something about knee pain and I was commenting how I remember when I started running I wore those like ace brace yeah. bandage things you buy at like CVS I wore those for like years when I first was a runner in my 20s yeah. because I always had knee pain I I did too I had a lot of knee pain um when I started running too and I think it's like yeah. probably I know we've had we have an episode somewhere about most common running injuries but like you had just said before the pod, like, what is this and what does it mean? Because I feel like a lot of people probably run into this so, in their first start out. So my thought on knee pain, and we probably should run upstairs and get Jeff's book. But we're not I know, I was do. thinking that. We're just going to, 
We're just going to go off the cuff. Um, so knee pain, especially in new runners, you're going to have it in a couple of different spots. You're going to have it um, under the patella. That's patellofemoral syndrome. Sometimes, Runner's knee. Sometimes um, diagnosed as chronomalacia patella, which is softening mm. of the cartilage on the back of the patella. Interesting. And what causes that is a, un, an imbalance in your quadricep muscles. You mm-hmm. have four quadriceps. That's why they're quads four. <laughs> and you have this teeny tiny one, the smallest quad. So you have rectus femoris, um, oh, vastus medialis, vastus medialis oblique, and some other one that I don't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, your vastus medialis oblique is this teeny tiny teardrop shaped muscle on the inside of your upper thigh. And if you look at like bodybuilders, it's pretty pronounced. And that muscle, especially in women due to the Q angle, which is Mm, the angle mm -hmm. of the femur from the hip down to the knee can be very weak. And so it just naturally, we cross our legs, that weakens it just the way that we walk. Well, just our hips, the shape. Because, the shape. Yeah, so it's just childbearing hips. normal <laughs> for this to be weak. But that muscle is very necessary as a runner. And so what you do is you take a foam roller, you put it under your knee, and you do a little tiny extension with your fingers pushing on that muscle to try to get it to activate. It is like the tiniest little leg raise with the from you know that slight bent position up to straight, your leg will shake like crazy, and that will help develop that VMO, that vastus medialis oblique. And like for for me, or for probably a lot of people, eventually it just went away, Mm -hmm. and I think it was just basically my quad strengthened as I continued running. But I think a lot of people get... This little PT thing is like the best trick. It's the fast track. You can also do leg lifts um, all four directions, like so straight up, uh, like abduction, adduction, and backwards, like because you want to also include the hamstrings. The other most common like knee pain for runners would be a tight IT band. And everybody wants to foam roll or massage the crap out of their IT band, but that's not really going to help that tightness. What's going to help the tightness is glute strength. So the IT band gets tight when the glutes are weak because it's trying to compensate. Mm -hmm. So you strengthen the glutes, clam shells, donkey kicks, things like that, the IT band will loosen up. So you can roll and stretch your IT band, but don't punish mm-hmm. it. Don't overstretch it. Don't punish it. Because, you know, I got to tell you, my IT bands are tight like crazy, and I don't have knee pain from, uh, you know, t- a t- from an IT band. I don't have IT band syndrome right. because I've strengthened my glutes. But And it's also, again, like female. It's that, that angle. That female anatomy. It's yeah. totally anecdotal and funny, uh, like off whatever. But, like, sitting on the ski lifts last week, and I always notice this when I ski, a lot of the men's, you know, skis are straight together, and mine always splay. And I and I thought about it finally this time. Like I was like, oh, it's because I'm, I have women's like hips. Yeah. Like that's why my skis look like they're like pointing out, and I'd have to f- consciously hold them in on the lift. Yeah. Hold my knees in, which would be uncomfortable. Oh, that's funny. So. My feet point in, so like my well, my like, feet point in, but not when I'm sitting on the lift and my legs are not, are unflexed. So when my quads and are and relaxed, feet, so like when I'm relaxed, my like. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, my feet are dumb. My because my turn is like from I don't know. It's like from high I don't from know, higher up, I guess. I got anyway. weird legs. I got weird legs. And then the last place, <laughs> common knee pain. 
So back to that, the last place would be hamstring insertion knee pain. And that is the hardest one to kind of deal with because in general, people who have hamstring pain, whether it's behind the knee or up in the hip, um, that is, it's just kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to strengthen that's the glutes tendonitis. Again. It's tendonitis, though. And one it of the forever. ways to get rid of it is to look at the majority of people who have hamstring issues. Um, tendonitis by the knee or up in the hip are heel strikers. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a heel striker. However you run is how you run. You're going to have to, like, baby that, get that better, work on it, do some PT, or look at and or look at with someone who is trained in doing this switching your running form to a midfoot. Right. Switching to a midfoot should take away the hamstring issues. However, <laughs> midfoot and forefoot runners, you're going to trade that hamstring for calf and yep. Achilles. So be warned. Yep. <laughs> Be yeah. Yeah, Case in so. point with me, and I had high hamstring tendinopathy for six years. Yeah. I had it forever. It was not like do all the glute exercises, all the PT, and I could never alleviate it. And then I became a more midfoot striker, yeah. got rid of my hamstring issues, haven't had them in two plus years, knock on wood. But then, of course, I got plantar fasciitis. Right. So. And it's funny because so as a heel striker, you'll have high hamstring and, and hamstring tendinitis at the knee. And front of shin. And then as a forefoot striker, you'll have kind of the opposite. You'll yeah. have the, the calf and calf. Achilles. You'll have less front of shin. But you might have, like, still, it's not like, it's like different front of shin, if that makes sense. It's not like shin splints. It's more like that muscle will, like, cramp up <laughs> instead yeah. of, like, it being like that muscle's pulling away. It's like that muscle gets too crampy. <laughs> and I'm getting in, like, inner shin yeah. lately. So, yeah. um, and then the other thing is is shoes. Shoes, um, yeah. You know, if How you, old are your shoes? Yeah. If you're running and having knee pain, are you wearing the right shoes, first or, of all? Or are they new? And, and are they old shoes? You bought or? them because they were cute yes. and they're the wrong ones for you. The wrong type for your feet. You know, I'm so happy we're not on this minimal shoe kick. Like, yeah. I'm so happy, like, shoes are Maximal back. shoes are back. I'm so happy that, like, it's run in the shoes that work for you and not everybody's trying to go to zero drop and barefoot running and all of that. As I'm, like, experiencing with the pregnancy slowdown, some, like, arch pain and everything, I'm like, I need to get some maximal shoes. Yeah. So I'll be going to Roadrunner this weekend. And oh, Brian's good. going to kill me because I have, like, 40 pairs of, of Kimbara. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, well, I'm still going to run in these. I just right. need something more for right for now. Right now and that's yeah you definitely do need something for right now and then that's something i've noticed too and like i mentioned before i don't know if i mentioned the pod but like hoka doesn't have anything above a five millimeter drop they're all four and five millimeter so i've had to go into other brands now so i'm in some Sauconies for i'm in the endorphin speeds and i'm in the endorf or in the uh triumphs yeah for some runs now because i needed the higher drop so sometimes you have to look at another brand that you even yeah. if you're with a brand forever you know, you have to kind of consider, well, maybe there's something I need and maybe a higher foot yeah. drop, a higher uh, heel-to-toe drop is something I'm that gonna you could I'm going to be use. trying on a whole bunch of different shoes. More cushion. Was, well, Saucony has tons of other cushion options yeah. at least. So you yes, can even stay within the true. brand. But That is true. And I, like, 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 but I used to love Asics, so I'm, yeah, like, I'm going to give some Asics. I used to like the Nimbus. Granted, I would run through other brands really yeah. fast, and they're really expensive. Well, yeah. But I'm hoping that I won't. I was also going to look at the 
at the uh, Bondi and the the Clifton yeah. from Hoka because they're really cushioned. I'm used to a four millimeter drop. The other thing I was thinking is I might just tape my arch. Right. Because that might provide enough support for me. Um, you know, so. Well, interesting. Um, two things. The first is that ASICs. Did you mm-hmm. see that out of the top 10 male finishers and top 10 female finishers at the Olympic trials this weekend, ASICs was one of the top. Wow. So like everybody's got to go look at ASICs, I think. Yeah, I think we all need to give absolutely. ASICs back some credit where it's been, uh, yeah. t- you know, we haven't been paying any attention to them lately with Oh, and Nike. it wasn't even raining because I saw it in Boston last year or whatever, um, Nike, Nike's shoes just oh, weren't yeah. performing in the That's rain right. the same way because wasn't it who was it? It was Adidas at Boston. Yes, it was. In the rain. So, like, that's something to, like, think about with super shoes. Yeah. And then the other thing about what you just mentioned is that Elizabeth Clore said that she replaces shoes at 200 miles. And yeah. how, like, of course, a lot of people get more than that. But yeah. I was like, okay, that that feels, um, makes me feel a little better about the fact that I yeah. feel like a lot of times at 200 miles, I'm starting to notice they don't have... You know, they, don't. They, they don't have the cushion. They don't have the the pep or whatever it is anymore, or the support. I and mean, so, I'm much better than my 80 miles I used to be. I used to replace <laughs> shoes at yeah. 80 miles. I know, like you were definitely an outlier, and I thought, well, maybe it's just you know the way you run or the weight or something. It's but for running, is it? Yeah, I think so. But it's interesting that it's because you, know, you yeah, like when you're land you're landing on the least cushion part of the shoe. Yeah, and yeah. you're towing off, and it's like it's almost like you're scratching the shoe more, right? Because you're not going all the way through the shoe. So right, you're not using the whole. So, yeah. If you think of a shoe as like a hundred percent foot base, a heel striker is going to use all one hundred percent. So the weight is going even if they're not it's it's not evenly distributed, right. but because they have a roll, they're using heel, mid, toe. Right. And then as a midfoot striker, you're just like using mid toe, mid toe, mid toe, yeah. mid toe. And all the cushions so, in the heel, yeah. so you're not even using right. where the cushion yeah. Well, so that's it's a funny, you know, so you can trade off your high hamstring pain yeah. for more, you know, paying more for shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and having you know, lower and leg then, issues. But with shoes, remember like be wary ordering shoes. Online, online or Amazon or like or just in general three like three or four models back I generally only go two models back um mm-hmm. you know and I try to do it when the new model first, first launches. comes out exactly and there's I a little don't want to go back like I don't want to go back like two models right. when they're about to launch like a third like fourth gen right. away so um, so be wary of that and like look at when different colorways are launched. You don't want to order the oldest colorway in the two models back because it might like the foam degrades. It does. It doesn't last forever. Right. I wish it did because I've got older pairs of shoes that I like don't want to get rid of because they're either really cute or I haven't worn them for a while. Right. And I feel like the they foam still have mileage, does. but but or the foam comes mm-hmm. back. For like a short time and then I'll put them on and they'll feel great and then you know two or three miles in and I'm like oh these shoes are dead and I'm like I should remember that and then I put them in my closet <laughs> yeah it's really hard to get rid of them because they still have life in them and but they, like for me they still look cute right. on the outside the, like right. I, I brought in a whole bunch of shoes because we have got sneakers bag at work that yeah I, like 
apparently I filled by myself. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't let anybody think that these are donations that they can take. These are yeah. dead shoes. They will hurt their feet by walking in them. Right. I don't, yeah. I, I wonder how they recycle or what they do. But um, and then Got yeah, sneakers. I think turns them into playground stuff. So do they? I yeah. don't know if they do know. or not. Some of the companies do. But then and also Amazon. I've heard stories of people buying getting sneakers off, getting shoes. counterfeit, yeah. or and they look. They look just like the real thing, and so be careful. Well, like Tina was saying that. Yeah, Tina Mirror. I've heard yeah. a few people have that issue where they ordered some off Amazon. I don't. I tend to just order from the actual well, shoe company or one of our the pair of um, running stores. The pair of uh, Nikes that I got from the Nike Vaporflies that I got from Nordstrom Rack were, were bullshit. Like, yeah, they and you can't tell necessarily if they're counterfeit because they. I don't they, think they were counterfeit. But they were just. I don't think they were stored correctly you Some, know yeah so. interesting yeah um so yeah little little uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how something to on the screen my... it'll go away go. It'll no go, I'm just it? turning do not disturb on <laughs> gotcha. so that it won't like ding through if you're watching on YouTube <laughs> yeah you just got some swipes got yeah. some swipe action so um yeah so we talked let's see running so our tra- so training right training. now and training plans yeah so so fun we basically, I feel like again, once again, I feel like I'm coming back from zero. I know that's not true, but I feel like because we, so we did our streak. We should also talk about that. Oh yeah, we finished our so we had three streaks going at once. And we did them. Um, <laughs> we, we did all did three. Thirty days of running one mile a day, walking one mile a day, and one of those activities being thirty minutes a day, or a separate thirty minute activity. Or a separate thirty it's minutes for me. It three was, separate badges and garments. The walk usually the walk was thirty mm-hmm. minutes. Like that's right. that's what I did by us. Most so, of mine were, but yeah. I did have like the last two days I had skiing as. Right. <laughs> over 30 minutes so so we com- accomplished that, that that was a really that was a really fun challenge i I'd, I'd be excited to do a challenge like that again at some point yeah i was thinking days that have 30 days in months, that month yeah or months that have 30 days in that days that have 30 days in that month <laughs> months that June, are 30 September, days yeah, yeah that's not a fun April, idea because that's my like, you can't not this year not this year but maybe but next, next year. year yeah so uh it was really fun i found it very 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 doable because we set the rule of the run max one mile right not a minimum of one mile like just run one mile right so, a run streak doesn't it means running one mile a day right. it doesn't mean one plus necessarily so it's pretty great i've continued doing walking one mile a day which is awesome so i'm like on my second 30 day streak <laughs> i have not the dog but that's loves totally that. fine <laughs> the dog loves it she is very about yeah getting her long walks i make my husband come with me so it's great that's awesome yeah. family activity so yeah. like any yeah lessons learned well i think some of them we touched on but like one of the lessons that I definitely learned and had forgotten for is running don't, in, don't in any vacation. <laughs> run in any uh, run like yes. in whatever you're wearing. Yeah, I ran in maternity jeans one day on yeah. the treadmill. <laughs> Although I do have to say, put on a sports bra because I'm like learning my lesson from that. Oh, ouch! Yeah. Um, but you can like kind of run a mile in anything. You don't get that sweaty. Like, don't make it a big thing. You don't yeah. need to make it like this. I'm my run has to be scheduled. It has to be early in the morning because I have to get it done. No, you can literally go out, take a 12 minute break from work, and do your one mile. It's not yeah. going to you know throw anything off that much. Um, I mean, in the summer, you might get sweaty, though. Oh, yeah, maybe. But, like, one mile is just so little. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like, 
um, you know, it's so much easier to like break a habit than to make one. Yeah. I feel like that's the, at the end of my 30 days, it was kind of like, man, like I... Should I keep going? Right. But I was sick and I was yeah. also away skiing. So it didn't make sense. I had to like really like tell myself, no, we are done. Like, and I, I took more that I was like, I took four days and I was like, no, like I'm going to take this Give time yourself because I also break. wasn't feeling well. I was like, I was like, there's no reason for me to keep going. I need to just like stop take a break, reset. If I want to start again, I can start again. Plus we had a 10K this weekend, which I got to tell you, like, I'm so glad I was able to run a 10K. But Um, we didn't just run a 10K. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was paying for it. We ran 10 Um, miles. (laughs) But we we ran 10 miles, which was super fun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There was a badge. And I was very (laughs) concerned that I was not going to be able to get my 15K badge in February because as I get bigger and bigger in pregnancy... Uh, but yeah, we were able to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was, you know, it felt really good. I was so glad that you felt good. Although I we did sad a 1037 felt- pace for the 10 K yeah. too, yeah. using 1530s, which I was like, okay. Yeah. It was just I mean, we did long run for the first mile. It was like long run pace. Yeah. I mean, it was great. It was totally, yeah. The first mile might've been under 10. I don't it know. It was 955. Okay. So it was yeah. under 10. Yeah. But it was yeah. it was fantastic, like, except for then, of course, you were feeling the effects of it because it's yeah. a lot for your body and right now. you know what, though? I threw on a, like, a SI joint support thing and felt like it was okay. That's good. It's okay. You know what it is? It's that the muscles, like, all the supporting muscles in my pelvis and in my hips, they all get super fatigued and... It's weird because I've had this feeling as a runner before when I've pushed it too far and then having it like this is definitely pregnancy related, but it it is very much like you push the muscles too far into fatigue and then it gives up the rest of the day and it can't, it can't work. So that's why it's so hard to move the rest of the day and like you feel like loose and like I had to wear a support. It's that the muscles are completely fatigued from the activity. Yeah. So it's like when I had a really bad sartorius injury in 2018. 18. 18. And four or five miles, I was like limping along because the muscle is still trying to work and it hurts so bad. And then the muscle would give up stop and hurting. I would be great. It would stop <laughs> hurting keep going. because it stopped like working. Right. It just because stopped it contracting. Was like, it was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. That's not what you want no. your muscles to do. <laughs> yeah. If your muscle stops contracting, it's not a good sign. Right. But <laughs> So don't push through. That's the moral right? of that story. Um, but yeah, it, it was, I mean, honestly, it was pretty great like to... Do a 10K, run a 5K this weekend. 5K might be my new max distance, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I know I got to that point where, yeah, one to two miles was it. Yeah. And so, like, that's where it's, again, right now, it, you could continue a streak. It wouldn't be a problem. But I think, like, for me, that was the other thing is I want to get back to training. And mm-hmm. continuing the streak was going to interfere with with that, at least even maybe just mentally, like I'm continuing a streak and not being able to get those recovery well, days. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit actually about starting a training plan. Yeah. You, it like 
you are actually in the perfect position to start a training plan because you have all this base fitness with no recent workouts. And that is how you should go into a training plan. You should be going into a training plan where you have four weeks of consistent running but zero workouts. That's how you should start. So that's like your little, that's actually the start of your training plan. Yeah. Four weeks of consistent running with no workouts because you don't want to jump into workouts from zero. Yeah. Like you don't want to start something. And that's why all these beginner plans are just to finish where you don't have workouts, maybe until the very end. Like you might have a couple like right at the end. So you are in the perfect position for this. And we talked yesterday about like, you know, how we're going to manage your, your mental side of this. We're not, I like, we're not going to have Naomi run, a magic mile at 85% to try to gauge where she is. Instead, we're going to make a prediction and I'm going to assign a pace. We're going to back into it. Instead yeah. Of- I'm going to assign a pace for her to hit. Right. And then when she hits it or blows it a little bit out of the water, I'll then know what to assign the next one. And we're going to assign a goal. Like, I'm also not even going to tell her what her goal is until the day of. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to keep that on the on the back end um, because that's the other thing it can be we've talked about goal setting and running and like yeah. a goal can be so motivated motivating but it can also be really demotivating if you have a bad day and swap the other week was talking about your fitness and they're like your fitness isn't performance on race day your fitness is whatever your best performance in that training block was that's your fitness right it's not the day of the race day is just the one day and that's yeah. the issue and like that's where it also having a time goal can be, you know, like you said, not just demotivating, but like it can derail your entire cycle if you've got, if that's the goal and you don't give yourself like right. a range or just other kinds of goals throughout. And so, and you've been it, so we can move the goalposts. You've been so healthy uh, recently thinking about your New York training block and how you really are now talking about how Army 10 Miler like was your proof of fitness for that training block. Well, and even again, even if I didn't have Army 10 Miler, I had so many workouts mm-hmm. in that block that were my proof of fitness. That, yeah. So that whole block, I still see it as obviously like being a... A big success. A great... Yeah, exactly. A successful whereas, training block. Whereas I think that... Years you would, I think that had we not run Richmond together, your Steamtown block, you would have been like... That was, that was, it I'm, was a failed training uh, block. Yeah. I would wasn't. have, <laughs> right. I would have said, oh, I can never use that training method again. Those, that training well, plan did. I you used, did which throw I, that out. I did throw that plan out. <laughs> ASICS plan, by the way. <laughs> I didn't use that plan again, but like there, you know, that's because I went to Galloway. But if, yeah, but, into the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> but like there were, you know, obviously there were things in that plan that gave me the fitness that gave me. So, um, yeah, but it was a lot of it was just a lot of work. <laughs> That's why I came to Galloway because that ASICS plan was too much work. It was a lot of like 17 mile run where you run the first nine miles at you know a minute slower and then you get faster and faster. And the last eight miles were faster than race pace. We haven't <clears> talked <throat> too much about work. getting mansplained. Oh my god, on the trail. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, we have to take a big deep tour right here. Yes. We have to talk about, we were out running, and we met this old... We were stopped. Like, we didn't stop. We were stopped on the trail by a very, very nice, wonderful older gentleman. 
in it, did he say he was in his 80s or something? Yeah, 80s, was, I think. Okay. Didn't he? And he's a running coach, and we have his information, and we need to read through it. Yeah. But he basically stopped us and tried to tell us how the Galloway method was wrong. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. How we'd be faster if we didn't use it. Yeah. And we're like, wait a second, what? No? And, and how he, he's like, it was developed for basically rucking, for like doing yeah. like for military, like being able to hike. And we're like, yeah. okay, but. But it also works. <laughs> Proof he's of- like he's like you'd be faster if you didn't. I was like, well, I don't know. It got it's gotten me pretty fast. Yeah. and I was like, I was like maybe. Okay. And I have heard that it's a myth that Jeff walked during his two sixteen. Like he yeah. says he walked. He claims you know that he walks water stops. But I mean, it it was a reputable source that told me it was a myth. Interesting. Well, and you know who it he, was, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's possible he worked. He he walked through the I water think stops he walked water every stops. two miles or something. Yeah, that's what it was. So okay, I mean, and uh, that one woman who won London stopped to stretch twice. Twice, yeah, exactly. So that's like two walk breaks. So she did what, like an hour and then fifteen, and then an hour and fifteen. <laughs> that was her interval. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so yeah, that was <coughs> it. Was oh, you know? Excuse me. In the moment, it was, it was irritating. Yeah. But it also I was... I thought it was funny. It was also that, you know, well, I just wanted to be like, you're wrong, dude. Like, we, yeah. we obviously are proof of proof that it works. But, I, but it was a great, um, you know, reminder, like, of how things... Okay, the human body is so amazing that different plans work. all can work. And like, all can work. Not one right and, plan. And that's the thing. Like, a straight running plan, if that's your jam, go for it. If you are having success and you're enjoying your training and you like running straight, that's fantastic. Right. And we're so happy that you have a way of running. If you are in team, never hike, and you will run up hills forever, like, go for it. That's great. What we're saying is we enjoy the walk breaks. We enjoy that we can still be fast and get faster using walk breaks and also... Um, we just like, we just, our team and always hike. <laughs> yeah. Always hike. And I also, and also that I, you know, Oh, we enjoy the benefits of lower injuries. Yeah. There's the so recovery many that's built in, right? There's so many benefits to the, to the Galloway method. I mean, to be honest, plan to plan, it is a higher mileage plan than another beginner running plan, yes. another beginner marathon plan. If you are doing the optional cross training days, it like the Galloway is Galloway plans are higher mileage. If you're doing the three runs a week, it's nice because it's enough mileage to get you to a marathon without taking away from your family. That's the other piece. Like how nice is it that you really only have, you know, one, well, it's two weeks in a row, but you can... You take one Saturday away from your family, and then you have one Saturday with your family, and one away and one with. Whereas, like, I feel every other marathon plan takes every yeah, Saturday. it's every weekend. Yeah. So. And, it, like, but if it works for you, then great. And, like, I, yeah. but I also, like, came from that mindset before, and I, so I did that for years. And so, like, again, that A6 plan that I did that last season, which was a lot of work and a crazy fast running and, you know, and then I switched, and I'm just so much happier with what we yeah. do. But, like. Oh, it I did make, a Higdon plan before. Like, yeah, I did that too before. I did. Uh, I did Higdon's. Um, uh, 
Oh my gosh, what is it? Run fast, how to beat your best time every time. Okay. No, I did like I still I use did like Pigdon's first. I still um, use first marathon. run walk to do okay. those plans, but I followed like that type of plan yeah. versus the Galloway plan. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know, that was that was kind of, you know, it was like there's no wrong <laughs> this guy insisted there was a wrong way. Yeah. But there is no wrong I just, way. I just have found that I do better in the marathon right. when I have oh my gosh. long over distance training runs. Right. It is and better when I have for, walk breaks. I right. do a thousand times better in a marathon well, if yeah. I take walk breaks. But like <laughs> I mean, it's I've even in the middle of long runs, like yeah. I've done descending runs where I've gone out, like say, gone out with Lauren, you know, ten miles out, and then I'll speed up for five miles and yeah. then go back to get her and then finish, you know, twenty three or twenty four. Like I've done stuff like that, like that he was talking about getting faster, and yes. I can't. I think it was from Higden that I like learned the like kind of break your run into quarters and run your third quarter the fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've I've intermixed like and too. played with that kind of stuff before on long runs because there was a season when I was able to run two days a week and those two days were Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and like I still had success in the marathon running those two days. That was 2017. Right. You know, yeah. it actually set me up really well for like I did a Ragnar, I did marathon. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of yeah. that back to back, right? 17? Yeah, you did Ragnars in yeah, 17 for sure. That 17 was the year we ran Richmond. Yeah. yeah. So that's right. Yeah. And so, and so that summer I ran two days a week. Sometimes I'd get a Wednesday. Nice, yeah. But, yes, back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and I think it's just, you know, don't be afraid to try something. I've seen that with some other people who are newer to Galloway who've reached out and are really excited about um, Sharon, who Mm -hmm. we'll see this weekend. She just ran a magic mile in a time that she couldn't believe with run-walk, with walk breaks in the mile, in a time that she used to run her fast miles and when she was, quote, you know, young and fast, like 10, 15 years ago, right? And so So. it's, it's, it's there, it works, you know, but... But different things work for different people. So. Yeah. Or they all could work for you. You just yeah. have to, like, have the right mindset for it. I mean, have fun. This this yeah. is our recreational sport. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy it. Like, I think that was what right. they, this guy didn't understand. Right. Because it was like, well, we are having fun, though. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> like that's what sure. we're out here for. Like, I, I, mean, I have often thought that the thing that stands between me and, like, actual greatness is money. Right? Like... <laughs> Like, if I, if somebody paid, like, just gave me money so that I could, like, pay for the right coaches and everything, like, I thought I could be great in any sport. Like, that, that's, like, the thing that's standing between me and greatness is money. I would say time. But, yeah, But, I guess. like, if you have money, then you have then time. Then you have time. Right? right? So, if somebody gave me, like, $5 million yeah. and said said, here's enough money to, like, live on. I could hire the right coaches and do the right work and right. have the right recovery Prioritize people. the right, right things. Yeah. I mean, I probably I might need more than $5 million. But, <laughs> but you know, you catch my drift here. Yeah, Like, if I didn't have to work, like... Yeah, then you'd... Then, right. yeah, then you have the time and, and then, you could devote it to... And, yeah, and, like, basically... We have the potential, anyone has the potential to, like... Yeah, to have greatness. Yeah. So, I mean, but that, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is, like, like, but when you don't have that, you have, like, when you have to work and you have to balance everything else, like, you have to figure out how to make your sport both 
Because it is going to take from you. Your sport is going to yeah, it's deplete going, you. It's going to deplete you. It's going to fill some cups, but it's going to deplete physical cups. Mm-hmm. And so you have to figure out how to balance those things. And that's that's where I think run walk I think really plays into like a good like a good place. Yeah. Like it, it allows you to do without depleting physically. Yeah. And I think that's why he stopped us. So we were chit chatting as we do. Yeah. And he had said something to us once on the way out. He yeah. was like, Oh, are you solving all the world's problems or something? Yeah. And then he stops us on the way back because we had turned around. And I think that's what bothered him and bothers people when we're running in a race around them is that we're chit chatting the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and running a happy, you know, easy, happy pace, whatever the pace is, even if it's a hard, even if it's a race, we're still yeah. like having the ability to talk and whatever. And I think that irritates people who are like taking Serious. it too seriously. Yeah. So I think that's why he had to decide to like we're wrong because we're running 12-something pace. You're six and a half months pregnant. Like, yeah. we're not out there racing today. And, like, so, yeah, we can talk the whole time. Yeah, and, that's great. But you should be able to. And even if you're not doing run walk, you should be able to talk on your easy days. Yeah. So I think that's no, what – I think we big, offended him. My belly certainly popped. Like, she's so big <laughs> oh, yeah. now. You're, yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's when it hits home. You're like – yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I could, like, put something There's, on it. Yeah. Like, Baby it's is, like a big shelf is now. really coming. <laughs> I know. It's it's insane. I took a tape measure out. This is such a tangent. So <laughs> the kids always ask me, is the baby still? I was like, yeah, the baby's still growing in my belly. They're like, when's she coming out? Like, it's so cute. Aww. And so I was like, one of the little girls, like, how big is she? So we took a tape measure out. And, like, we used the Baby Center app to, like, figure yeah. out how long she how was. Big so she is. we yeah. measured. And, like, she's, like, 14 and a half inches long. Like, wow. that's really big. Yeah. That's like, like, and she's over two pounds. And like, yeah. whoops. Oh, oh man. Here's our camera. Camera <laughs> just decided to go wild. But it's funny because, like, it's, uh, like. Like a baby doll doll. Like a big. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a big 14 like, inch baby doll. I think I know Aww. people who have had one pounders, like, born and right. survived. And survived. Like, yeah. I know. And past viability, which yes, is like crazy. Exactly. No, stay in. Stay, stay in. in. Stay in. <laughs> I know. We need to make it to a minimum of thirty-two weeks. Minimum. Yes. But like, she will. Please stay in longer. She will. It's crazy. Yeah. Ugh, pregnancy so. is so weird. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking we should probably have Chat GPT help us with a pregnancy article. Oh, that's a good idea. Running yeah, running, and then we can yeah talk about our own experiences and yeah give it that color it's hard. because. <laughs> It is really hard, and I, you know, and even when I came into my pregnancy with Julian, my second pregnancy, I came into that with so much fitness. And well, and, and I but you still, were also terrified you wouldn't be able to run because you could not run with Lila, right? Due to but sciatic I, pain, right? But I kept it going, and yeah. I also like crushed races and stuff that I can't run those paces now and I was pregnant you could no the 5k that we did in like December I ran faster or whichever one we ran most recently yeah I ran faster when I was pregnant with Julian anyway um the but the um at like 20 weeks ago yeah but um you know it's it is so hard and and there's so many unknowns and so, and it was so humbling. To, yeah. And even then, to have to slow down and shorten everything as much as I did, versus now it's like, sure, cutting. I mean, you did still did three and a half running yesterday. That's huge. That's yeah. still so many miles of running. Oh my gosh! So, and ten on a, Sunday. It was it was the wrong so. choice actually because my knee oh, really no. hurt afterwards. I mean, well, because we did so much on Sunday. Sunday, yeah, like, ten miles is I so much. I need to like 
and I I didn't do that type of volume in the end of January. Like, so well, it was a pretty big increase. Jump. Right. Like, I just need to like temper it back and just stay like consistent and and methodical. Like, I'm I my body is changing every week, and I need to honor that. Yeah. And I can't just push it like I used to. Right. Like, you right. know, I used to be kind of up for any run. Like, oh, I can. Yeah. I can do it. It won't hurt me. Like, you know, yeah. indestructible brontosaurus bones. Like, <laughs> um, and I'm just, that is not where I'm at right now. I need to chill the F out. Yeah. It's really hard because you have to set your whole ego aside. I need to know? just enjoy some walks. It's yeah. great. You have to set your ego aside. And that's just, that is just what it is. Like, and that's the preparation yeah. for babies and children. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be great. It's it's the most amazing, most wonderful job in the world, the hardest job in the world. Yeah. But I'm so I'm so fortunate. I always feel so lucky that I have my kids. So Yeah. I know I'm as much I'm as, as difficult as it is. Have this little girl coming <laughs> and joining our family and yeah. she's uh she's gonna be I think she's gonna like running though. Like of I, course she I is. do because she Definitely is chill on days I've run. Like, yeah. she's super chill on those days. Yeah. On days I don't run, she kicks me all day long. <laughs> Get up. She's like, she's like, what's going Let's on, go. Mom? What's going on? Let's go for I'm a run. I'm just going to sit here and, like, punch you right in the bladder. <laughs> <laughs> so. Aw. Uh, well, I guess that's a good episode for today. And, like, we will come back with the chat. G- chat GPT helped assistant to assisted can talk words. I can talk words. It's fine. Uh, episode. Words are so easy. I actually put together, like, I asked an, for an episode on avoiding low energy availability as a runner, what symptoms to look out for. So Ooh. that is coming. Let's do that one, yeah. Uh, because I've been so nervous to talk about low energy availability and nutrition, uh, especially right. coming from a place of having an eating disorder in the past. Like, I don't want to offend people. We don't want to use the wrong. It's, yeah, like, it's a delicate thing, but it's really so important. I think having Chad GPT help focus us, that will be really good. For yeah. Them, so. Yeah, and just some yeah some direction there. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. Yeah. And one last thing I meant to mention, too, oh, like yeah. from, because last week we talked about Steve Magnus and yeah. the growth equation. And so my neighbor, who's 85, was telling me that she's recently back in the gym and she's like, on the days I do my my strength at the gym, I can't also do my walk, my loop that she normally does this long walk. And uh-huh. I was like, I was like, you're not supposed to. Like, those are your days. You need to, you know, take some rest in between. Yeah. Because she was trying to do the run the walk every day. Okay. You know, it's not a run, but she's 85. And, you know, go to the gym also on a few days a week. And I'm like, it's okay. Like you can, she could you do need her walk strength and plus then rest. Go do strength training. That yes, but I think she just is too tired from it. And like yeah. strength, or uh, you yeah. know, stress plus rest yeah. is grow equals growth, or you know, or maintain if you're well, 85. But she was in the boat of like, you know, feeling like she was weak because I'm like, no, rest is so important, so, so important. important. Yeah. So, um, and that actually maybe we should do a whole episode on the importance of rest. Yeah. I think we do. And then, so we do speaking of Steve Magnus, we should talk about his sometimes writing buddy, Brad, yeah, Stolberg. Brad Stolberg. And you were like, oh, Master of Change, I'm going to read his that new book. book. I started listening to the audiobook. It is free with premium Strava. Or, not Strava. Spotify. Spotify. I can talk words. Talk words. <laughs> so I've been listening on Spotify, and it is very, very good. I wish he was reading it. I don't like... Oh yeah, when I it's don't just like, like some like other book author readers because they're like 
very professional reading, and it made me think of this. And then it's like it robotic like or something. And then it happened. And then yeah. and I just yeah, it'd be better yeah. if it was Brad. Um, yeah. I think it's because I love podcasts, right? So like, I love like more the natural their voice of of the way normal people talk versus like. Professional, professional readers. readers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, um, I have to check that one out. It's, it's very good. Yeah, because in that episode when he was talking about just basically everything in life has changed. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that we f- we push so hard against change. We try so yeah. hard to keep everything the same, and that's not, that's just not even, like, that's not life. Well, so. it gave me some great things for work recently, and specifically allostasis versus homeostasis, yes. which is like, like homeostasis is normal break back to normal and allostasis is what it what it was break down what it is yeah like so it like is forward progress anyway so we talk like it's helped me because we're navigating change at work we're rolling out a whole new uh like mindset curriculum uh, so anyway, it's, it's and it's good. yeah, like on the pod they talked about having a baby, and oh, that's yeah. such again such a big change, and so and it is, but that's what life is like. Life isn't going to be the same over and over, and neither is your training. Your running is not going to be the same over and over, and that's like so you it's can't different every run. <laughs> keep, you can't look back to the last cycle, last training cycle, or two years ago, or whenever, or five years ago, and say it should be the same because it shouldn't. That's not what like the human condition is. So yeah, we were constantly building and growing and being better and bringing our past with us and our, our injuries because we're not resilient. Um, I was reading something else and I think it was the coddling of the American mind. And they talked about fragility versus Mm -hmm. um, being anti-fragile or being resilient. Like you like we're not the opposite of fragile because what we are, we are fragile. We right. can break, but we can repair stronger. So we're not fragile and then we're also not resilient. We're not break resistant. Right. We will be damaged. <laughs> we're not shatterproof. <laughs> we will be damaged, yeah. but we will repair you know, beyond Stronger. that. And, like, that, like, leads me into, like, thinking about, like, trigger warnings. Yeah. Apparently trigger warnings trigger people more than just talking about shit. Oh, weird. Yeah. Seeing huh. the words trigger warning is, like, can trigger people. It can send you into, oh. And so sometimes hmm. you should, so you should stop using them on Instagram. That was, right. like, kind of the. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm learning a lot about death and a lot I about. Know. Yeah. A lot about the mental space. One of the coolest things that I'm going to leave you with is if children are old enough or with it enough to ask a question, they deserve an honest, age-appropriate answer. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, totally reaffirmed when I heard that. I'm like, yes, if kids can formulate the yeah. question, they're they're old enough to have the age-appropriate answer. Right. You don't like, need yeah. to lie to children. Like, I think, yeah. 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 And so you know, there's 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 ways of doing it age appropriately without being without it being dishonest. Basically. Oh, and one of the best thing, one of the best deflections is, well, what do you think about it? What yeah, do you, what do you already that's know? Great. What do you think about it? And then you can then formulate build your off of that. From there, yeah. A lot of kids ask me how the baby's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is, well, mommy's bodies know how to give birth to babies. Yeah. And that's how birth, babies get their birthday. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's a nice little deflection. Right. Not having to go eat intelligence, um, although nothing wrong with it, but it would be like Right, a lot but like it allows to, me to just right. say mommy's bodies know how to, because some yeah. of the kids say, well, my mommy had surgery to get me out. Oh, interesting. And, I'm yeah, and that like, was the yeah. right, that was their mommy's bodies, what they needed mommy, to do. Yeah, that's what, exactly. That's what mommy's body needed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. cool. Yeah, so that way, but although I did buy books that, like, have yeah. all of that for the kids, so that if I get more in-depth questions, I can say, well, let's go read this book. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, so fun. Anyway, all right, super fun, long, weird, twisty-turny episode, <laughs> and hopefully we'll see you guys hear you, see Speak to you. you. I don't know. Next week. (laughs) You uh, listen to us. (laughs) Send. We talk words good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, send us your questions, your comments. Comments. Email Um, us at rungallygirls at gmail.com. Support the pod at rungallygirls.com slash shop. Find us on Instagram and DM us, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, one last thing. Should we do running a centimeter per follower that we get? We saw an account about that, so we'd have to do like a couple feet. Because if you get like two followers, what are you gonna and do? That's two exactly it. We're gonna we're gonna be like do do do. Great. How do you run two centimeters? <laughs> well, it's it was hilarious. Centimeters are great because then it converts to meters and kilometers. Yeah, but Whereas she was like gaining like a thousand, four thousand followers a I day. Know. Well, that's the so. point. Maybe we'll gain that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, maybe the reels will be funny enough to. To yeah, we get should try to it. Follow. We should try it. <laughs> well, like gain like five people and be like, yeah, we've got those five yeah. It's not even, you can't even move your feet that small. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, it's time to go. We got to go to work. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye. bye.